Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we've made it through the Sunshine Double. Miami is in the books. We've completed another 1,000 series or level event. And Bryce, I tell you, man, it was a really great event. I thought we were going to actually have, you know, a couple people taking out the Sunshine Double. But it didn't <laughs> quite happen, bro. What were it your thoughts? did not. It did not. <laughs> and honestly, and I know we're going to talk about these matches, but I really thought Robocano was going to do it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, yeah, that, I, that final. I mean, come on, you know. Right. I, I thought I thought Kvitova was about to take it uh, from Robocano. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that did not happen. I didn't believe that Carlos was going to do it. I I. You know, just Medvedev energy coming out of Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I felt I just kind of felt like he was going to win Miami, so I wasn't surprised with that win. But I did think Rabakina was going to potentially do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it seemed like it was the the consequence of too many matches. You know, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. for the Indian Wells winners, um, I mean, granted, Carlos made it to the uh, semis and Rabakna, of course, made it to the finals. But they they both looked like they were a little on the tired side. I mean, we saw Carlos right. cramping, which is not at all normal and or usual. Um, so so, yeah, it speaks to the amount of effort that they those champions were putting in. But regardless, Bryce, it was a really, really great tournament and uh again i i i was extremely pleased with uh with with the outcomes and i tell you what i think i kind of watched miami from a different lens this year because knowing that we're going next year right i was kind of looking more at the grounds and you know really getting into some of the surrounding type of activities Oh, yeah. That were happening around the tennis. And so all I can say is I am super excited to go to Miami next year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fire. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's let's make sure that we are clear on that. Miami is going to be fire next year, y'all. And I am excited to put on my orange and get down there <laughs> because everybody was decked out in their orange. And they was like, yeah, <laughs> I know that's right. I don't have much orange in my wardrobe, so I'm ha- no. We'll have to order some orange BOT shirts. We've got, yes, actually, and you know I've got I've got yeah, we've got it. We've got some. And so yes, yes, you will see us looking live next year. <laughs> <laughs> Be, clear. Be clear. Be <laughs> clear. Okay. So with that, Bryce, how do you want to start this thing off? Where do you want to start from? Well, you, you know, since we were talking with injuries, we might as well go ahead and start with his women's doubles. I know. Uh, because this was the draw that was probably most impacted by an injury. Of course, exactly. Right? Come on, speak on it. Yeah, and like we always say, just um, Krachikova and, and Siniakova are the number one women's doubles team in the world, no question about it, period. Um, and so when Siniakova got injured, uh, they had to withdraw. And normally we would say, okay, women's doubles, Krachikova and Siniakova. But since they were now out of the draw and the number nine seeds took the number one spot, it was, I guess, a little more open for others to win. But I think number two said, well, 
we're number two. So. Yeah, we, we're going to live up to our seating. That's right. <laughs> right. We're going to do what we need to do. <laughs> do what we need um, to do. So we did get really kind of a cool final with oh, uh, Coco yes. Golf and Pagula against two other, we'll say, North Americans. Right. Uh, Taylor Townsend and Layla Fernandez. And, you know, just a couple of things real quick, Isaac. Number one, Taylor Townsend, I, I was not a believer once she had the child that she was going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt like I hadn't seen that enough in her career before, baby. Right. Uh, but, you know, she talks about how having the child has kind of refocused herself, allowed oh, yeah. herself to refocus and to recenter herself. And, you know, so shout out to her. We have seen her consistently in the late rounds of the doubles tournaments yes. over the last six months. So shout out to her. Uh, Layla Fernandez has shown, surprisingly, I, I mean, I really didn't know how good of a doubles player she was, but she's really pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, shout out to them for as, you know, not being a seeded team and, and also losing early in Indian Wells mm-hmm. to make it all the way to the finals. But um, in the finals, Isaac, they met, you know, now what are they calling them now? Coco Gula? I guess a play off of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, all right. Tell me, what did you think about that final? You know, Bryce, I actually found it to be a very entertaining final. I, 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 you know, you know, I like all four ladies on the court and um, I thought that first set was extremely competitive. I thought that they did a great job each on each side of, uh, you know, keeping it close. I just think a couple of, you know, mistakes uh, in that tiebreaker, especially the the actual uh, final point of that first set where Layla kind of shanked a, um, a swinging volley. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe should have just done a traditional volley on that one, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. Um, but I think that was that was what told the tale, because I think had they been able to pull out that set, I, I really would have given them a good chance. But unfortunately, after that, you know, Coco and, and, and Jess just started really getting into it. And they were just like, hey, let's open up the bakery because it's time to hand out. A <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. you know, sh- I mean, shout out to, to them. I mean, yes. they had a really successful partnership. Uh, Thus far, Um, I know it kind of resolved some of Coco's issues with, you know, whether McNally was getting into these tournaments or not Mm -hmm. and being able to play. And the cool thing is, you know, both of them top 10 singles, both of them top 10 doubles. Um, I don't know if I hear enough people talk about that enough, but um, they are really representing the uh, the U.S., Absolutely. And again, shout out to Taylor and Layla. I'm hoping that they actually form that team for the rest of the year, because I do feel like that would be a good pairing. Um, You know, it would be nice, of course, if Asia Muhammad was in there, but I think Asia may be just kind of set to play with somebody else. Although, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But if Taylor's going to play with somebody, I would rather be one of those two, either Asia Muhammad or Layla Fernandez. But I feel like she needs to lock in with one and really go for making the yearning championships because she can definitely get there. And um, yeah, I mean, she's won, you know, a couple of I mean, a title, been a finalist maybe once or twice. So the year is looking really good for, for Taylor Townsend. Absolutely. So let's keep it moving and let's go over to the men's doubles. Oh, yeah. And I just want to 
make a general observation, Isaac, and you can tell me if you agree or not, but Mm -hmm. doesn't it feel like a lot of the teams that were just running things like this time last year can't win but a couple of rounds in a row this year? Well, Well, yeah, exactly. It seems like the top tier teams can't seem to get their consistency. Uh, together. I mean, you know, because you've got the, you know, our former, our, our guys, and, and not former, but, you know, they just are struggling with winning. And that's Mektich and Pavic. Exactly. Thank you. And they are just, they just seem to have been struggling for the net last year, year and a half. Um, you've got Ram and Salisbury who made it to the top, you know, top of the top of the doubles ranks. And they can't seem to get their consistency going. And they got taken out by Tommy Paul and Ben Shelton. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, they was like, am I scared of you? Uh, we we got you. And I mean, just, you know, took them out. And I mean, we have seen a good amount of, of consistency from Kulhoff and Skupski, but even they got it got upset. But at least they can at least be excited about the fact that they lost to the eventual champions in Gonzalez and Roger Vaseline. So in that regard, you know, but it's it's like you said, Bryce, there just seems to be inconsistency. Aravello and Roger lost in the first round to Jamie Mm -hmm. Murray and Michael Venus, who then lost to, I don't even know who these guys are, Lamones and Withrow. I've heard of Withrow before, but I mean, it's that type of inconsistency that it's just like, what is actually going on in men's doubles? Because, you know, we're not seeing that level of consistency that we're used to. And we remember even Cabal and Farah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were at one time, they were like the ish team exactly. uh, not too long ago. And I see that they were probably happy to get to the second round here in Miami. Right. They don't, they're not even ranked anymore. I mean, they're look at not. That. That's crazy. They're, they're not. So yeah. um, the quad brothers didn't uh the quad fathers sorry yeah quad fathers uh, J- <laughs> <laughs> yeah jj wolf and um our guy jerome um they they didn't get out of the first round after they performed well in indian wells and right so yeah it's just a it's just a bit of a crapshoot really in men's doubles these days yeah, I, there may end up being a little bit of consistency that we start seeing maybe on the clay, because I do know there are a couple of double t- doubles teams that really enjoy the clay. So we may start seeing a little bit of consistency. Um, but with that said, I mean, shout out to um, Krychek and Mahout for making mm-hmm. it to the finals and shout out to Gonzalez and Roger Vaseline for taking that title. I mean, good on y'all, folks. That's 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 a great, 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 great feat. Hey, look, a Masters 1000. Mm. This is what you want to do. That's right. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So we have properly acknowledged the men's and the women's doubles. And let's just take it to the singles. And we'll we'll go back to the women's side of the house. And, and, you know, from a tournament standpoint, you know, we lost Iga at the very beginning. Um, So... Uh, she wasn't, you know, around to try to bounce back from Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what did you think about the, the the tournament as a whole for the women's side? Well, you know, I actually thought it was it was it was really good on the ladies side. I think there were a couple of, of standouts um, that we can, of course, uh, uh, give some shine to. And, and first mm-hmm. and foremost is Kavitova. I mean, Kavitova was like two steps away from retiring just right. last year. 
So for her to make it to the finals and then take the title, come on, man. That that in itself is a great, great result on her part. And we all know Kvitova. We know her story. You know, the fact that, you know, again, she didn't even know she'd be able to come back and play women's tennis. So to be able to come back and snag a a 1000 level tournament, that to me is just straight out. Just shout out. Shout out. Yeah, no, that uh, that was not only an amazing result. It was a totally unexpected result because nobody came into uh, Miami with Kvitova on the tip of their tongue. (laughs) Um, Now, I will tell you. She, I did feel a certain kind of way toward the end of the tournament mm-hmm. when she was in her press and they had come out with the announcement that this year at Wimbledon they were going to allow the Russians and the Belarusians to play. Mm-hmm. And she came out and said that she didn't feel like that was right. Mm. Okay. And I was really surprised that, you know, she would say that. That's not the way I kind of perceived her to be. Now, granted, everybody has a right to their opinion. Right. And so she's fully, you know, um, I think our listeners know what our opinion was on it. But it's very interesting because, you know, being from the Czech Republic, you know, as she is, the two best players that ever came out of her country had to defect. Right, right. To be able to freely play. So I was thinking, like, she should understand more than anyone, you know, the the division between what the players are trying to do and political stuff that's happening on on the outside. Now, I say that on one side, the other side, uh, because of comments that Sabalika made, which was just how um, and I guess I wasn't thinking about this just how frosty things still are between some of the players mm-hmm. as a result Absolutely. of this. So, we've seen maybe, so you know, if I'm giving Kvitova the benefit of, of the doubt at all with this, is maybe she was just saying maybe it'll help avoid some, some of that that's going mm-hmm. on. But, you know, I just, when I, when I read that, I was like, oh, really? Really? I mean, all of the one thing the tennis players, especially at their level, that they all have in common is that they have basically sacrificed everything to right. pursue this dream. Right. Yep. And you just hate to see uh, any other factor, you know, political or, or otherwise, that prevents them from being able to realize that dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Like I said, I did. This one, it's it's a tough one. And I know that there are probably some inner workings that we probably are not privy to that that, mm-hmm. you know, that that may be leading her to to have that position, um, you know, because for me, like you're saying, you would think that, again, given everything with the Czech Republic, she, that would be understood. Um, but again, I feel I, given Petra, I'm willing to give that a bit of a, you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I, I respect her a lot because I think that she among a really majority of the players she's well liked i mean everybody mm-hmm. pretty much says they they love kvitova so 
you know, for her to make that statement, I just feel like that there there's probably some additional things behind that that we probably have are not privy to that's leading her to that. But it still doesn't change my opinion and our opinion on what right. really it should, you know, it should be, which is, you know, we feel like they are independent contractors, so they should mm-hmm. be allowed to play. And just because countries are at war, that's not on them as the individual. So, again, I feel like it's the right thing for Wimbledon to do to not um, 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 uh, restrict them. But again, I, 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 I'm not going to be on her for, for her position in her stance. There's a lot of other issues where I'd be like, okay, now listen, <laughs> you, you, right. you know, but I feel like in this particular occasion, she's, you know, she's, she's, I'm, I'm not going to hold this against her at all. Yeah. I, and, and I, I get that. Cause she is, like you said, so well liked in, in the locker room. Um, and I just, I just wish more people would listen to like what Billie Jean King said, you know, these tours were, were designed not to discriminate against, you know, people's religion, nationality, you know, sex, any, you know, and when we do things like this, then we are discriminating, you know. That's right. Absolutely. Um, but back to the tennis, you know, like I said, she was not expected to win this tournament look shoot she may be the most surprised person out of everybody uh, she uh, was at the end of it she was that's for sure right uh because let's let's be clear Rabakina has been the hot one yeah. on the tour we know she just scooped up indian wells uh she had a strong australian open um but you know she still should feel very proud of her um accomplishments and um this has been a strong start to the season for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a couple other people that I feel like deserve shout outs as well. Um, I think that Andrescu had a very nice run yes. until she got injured. Um, yeah. You know, she, she, that was very unfortunate, but at the same time for her to take out again, Maria Sakari to take out a, a resurgent, uh, Sophia Kennan, um, to then, unfortunately, suffer an injury against Alexandrova. I, I, I feel like Andrescu was really playing some good tennis there. So it's it's disappointing, um, you know, and we hope that 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 it's not too much of a, you know, uh, an injury that she is able to recover and get back on the tour sometime this year. But that was a little tough. But shout out to her for the results that she was she was showing. Right. And shout out to Pagula for another yes. deep run. Yes. Um, but this once again kind of underscores a concern I have for Pagula. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, she could be, for completely different reasons, very soccer-ish. Um, right. right. You know, she's great week after week and getting deep, but there's always seems to be a player, you know, and I'm not going to say this at a higher level or whatever, but there's always somebody who's at that point where they can kind of take her out. Right. Right. And um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Witt, you know, addresses that. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, developing, you know, some additional weapons or, or, or whatever it might be. But it's going to be tough for her. Like if you're, you know, and Isaac, we know you love the big babe tennis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if a Pagula has to go through a Sabalenka and a Rabakina and, and who knows now, maybe a Kvitova and you still got Iga out there. I mean, she's going to have to come up with how she handles, you know, 
those right. type of players. Right. Here's what I will say, though, about Pagula uh, Bryce. And I, 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 I'm definitely not ready to throw her in that soccer range as of yet. Um, I do feel like she was actually extremely fortunate to get past a very, very hot Potapova. Um, mm-hmm. Potapova should have won that, won that match, actually, because she, she, in my opinion, actually outplayed Pagula in that particular matchup. But I feel like Pagula found a way to win which I thought was it's really, really outstanding. So I give her mad kudos for that. And truthfully, to lose to Rabakna, I mean, some of everybody's losing to Rabakna. So and she lost seven, six, six, four, which is a respectable scoreline. So I, I feel like I hear what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. I just feel like she's still right there in the cusp, in the in the thick of things. And, and, and let, let's also remember, though, she was also playing doubles with Coco and there were rain delays and there were scheduling issues. And there was a lot from a mental standpoint that she was also having to deal with. And again, to, you know, lose to the, you know, you know, who won Indian Wells and the finalist in Rabakna and then to snag the doubles title. That, that's still pretty good. I'd say that's a, a pretty good, solid, solid week for Jesse. But at the same time, I do hear what you're saying and agree with what you're saying in that uh, coach Witt, needs to continue you know pushing that that narrative forward which is we got to get some titles we got to finish it off because right now jess i believe has one maybe two titles under her belt as far as on the wta uh tour and and for her ranking to be three that's just simply not enough that's not that's that's not in my opinion it like you're saying it's not acceptable if you're the number three player in the world you should be you should be dusting some folks off so for me i know she's playing this week in charleston she needs to win that tournament if she doesn't win that tournament then to me there's a lot of work that needs to be done right right yeah yeah because is she top seed there Uh, yes she is absolutely okay and she's not playing doubles because coco is not there okay yeah, Coco. So I agree with play. you. Yeah, this, this is okay. We'll keep our good eye on That's her right. <laughs> for for this tournament because, like you said, this should be one that she should win. Absolutely. Yeah. And nothing other than a victory is to me is 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 as a negative for Pagula. I don't even care that the fact that we're going from a hard court to a clay court doesn't matter. Right. She should right. win this tournament. Simply put. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, so the cool thing, you know, kind of back to the final is that Kavitaba has re-entered the the top ten. Yep. Yep. And because, um, like I said, <laughs> I don't even know if I was, I wasn't checking for Kavitaba for nothing at all. I was shocked she was almost about to be back in the top ten. I just didn't, I didn't know, know she was that close. I was like, <laughs> how have I been missing your results? <laughs> I, you know, I, I I thought she was out on that boat with Crystal Waters and Terrence Prince Arby. I didn't, you know, <laughs> we didn't know where they was at. Right? Come on, <laughs> man. Know? Right? So, uh, but 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 good on her, and uh, and like I said, good on on Rebecca as well. So yes. Now let's take it. Yes, take to it the to the guys. Take it to <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, it was just a great tournament, Bryce. It was a it was a great tournament on the guy side. Um, just matchups galore. There's so many people to talk about. But before we get into the whole, you know, who won and all that fun, fun mm-hmm. stuff, let us give the official shout out to Mr. Chris Eubanks. Come on now. Yes. Come on now. Let us give the shout out people to Chris Eubanks, who enters the top 100, who took out 
Churich, who took out Manorino. Come on, man. Chris Banks showed up this tournament, Bryce. I don't know about you. No, he really showed up. And I think he didn't even make it into the top 90 or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, he just such a great tournament from him to get through qualies, to get some just incredible wins. I think he made it, what, to the, wasn't it the quarters that he made it to before uh, losing, of course, to Medvedev, which ain't no shame in losing to uh, the eventual champion. And it was There's respectable no either. He was six three seven five. Ain't nothing wrong with that scoreline against Daniil Medvedev. Are you kidding no, me? Not Please. at all. That's excellent. That is excellent. And um, you know, and let's just talk about his path real quick, because you know he he took out you know Kutla, mm-hmm. who's you know homeboy. So yep. that was a a good win. And then I think he really caught people's attention when he took out George. Yes, that was big. Yeah, I think they expected him to lose that one. Honestly, now here's the funny thing. So that what's the guy Barrera? Barrera. Yep. Yeah, his name. That was the guy who we watched play against Jack Sock. That's correct. And yep. and Indian Wells. I actually expected Chris to win that match because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who was not impressed with Barrera anywhere <laughs> was me. And so, but <laughs> Barrera did take out Cam Nori though the round before. You know what? We don't have the details on what happened there with Cam Norrie, but there was obviously something going on. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna be real honest. I'm not impressed with Barrera's game, and if I meet you, Barrera, don't take no offense. I'm just talking about your game, not talking about you as a person. So, <laughs> but, um, so, uh, so Eubanks came through that one, which was great. But the one that I expected for Eubanks to to lose to was Manor. Reno, because you know that dude tricky. Yeah, man, Reno tricky. He got them tricks. Mm-hmm. But Chris but, was like, I'm not having none of it. I'm having none kids. of it, and we we gonna for get kids. to these tie breaks. Exactly, tricks are for kids, folks. Come for on, kids. <laughs> so so yeah, really shout out to him. And now, but now this is what I have said though to several people. Yeah, you know, I don't want this performance to be like. When Taylor Townsend beat Simona Halep at the U.S. Open, Open. and then she couldn't do nothing after that. Right. Uh, I am hoping that Chris was able to use, you know, his results from this week to build Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. upon. Now, granted, it may not be the best time to build upon them getting ready to go on this clay. Right. Right. But, you know, I really think he could do damage on grass, of course. Oh, yeah. And and we just saw what he can do on hard courts. That's so. right. Yeah, I agree with you, Bryce. I, I am hoping that he can, you know, maintain that level of confidence uh, getting into the top 100 and or 90s, which is where he's at. He'll be able to get direct entry into Grand Slams now. Yes. He'll get that automatic check. So he got them coins coming in. This yes. is all just a wonderful, wonderful thing for Chris Eubanks. So I'm just so proud of that young man. Very happy for him. Yes, yes, yes. So um, so let's talk about, you know, the end of this tournament. Let's yeah. jump to the semifinals. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with the, the one that we knew how it was going to go. Um, <laughs> the, the Battle of the Russians. And and that was Medvedev and and Hatchinov. And I say that no disrespect to the match because it was a great match. I mean, Hatchinov came match. to he came to play. Um, and you know it's tough when you are playing against someone that you've basically played against your whole life. 
Right. Yep. You know, that's tough. But as we've come to learn, Medvedev knows how to get the job done. Yes, he does. Yeah, it, and, it, uh, it was just it was a great match. Like you said, Karen showed up. He took that middle set. Um, you know, it took the first set to a tiebreaker. So again, he he played his countrymen strong, and that was really a it was a really good match. But at the end of the day, I think a, everybody understood who was coming out of that match. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, Hatch enough knew who was coming out of that match. Exactly. Um, but shout out to him for for the for the results he got, and hopefully he's finally getting himself together so he can get back into the top ten or at least try and fight for position in the top ten because that. That, to me, is where he belongs, because in truth, Bryce, Kachanov was the first one to step out there. He was the one that kind of got mm-hmm. his stuff going. Then you had Rublev that kind of came right behind him and kind of pushed him into the shadows. And then Medvedev came and said, y'all, y'all just need to step out the way. Um, <laughs> right. right. But but Hatchinov, like I said, I believe he won. Then he went Paris. I think he won Paris at the end of yeah. the year. So he's got a, a thousand or a master series under his belt. And and like I said, he, he to me is a big enough threat that he should always be, be fighting for that, you know, that top 10 spot. Right. Oh, and before we get out the bottom half of the yeah. draw, if y'all haven't been paying attention, you know, Sarundalu. Sarundalu. Yes, Look, sir. I mean, he has been playing some good ball lately. He really has. That result actually surprised me because I typically think of Sarundalo as a as a clay court clay quarter. Yeah. yeah. So for him to be able to make the semis and again, great wins in the fact that he took out Felix Ojiali Asim. He took out Senego, who apparently likes beating up on black folks because he's like beating up on Tiafo and FAA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, nobody's scared of you. But he got to surrender and surrender was like, no, nah, sir, I'm Argentinian. We don't play that. Uh, right. so you can take all that Italian bread back home. <laughs> <laughs> And then hatching off, that was a great win yes, for him. It really was over uh, Sarandolo because he didn't waste no time with him three and two. He really didn't. He was like, "Listen, I just took out CC Paz. I'm not trying to play with you." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so shout out to the bottom half. But anyway, yes. let's let's yes. go to the match that everybody was talking about, and and you know after Alcaraz, you know, took out Fritz. Yep. And the semis, you had Alcaraz and Center, and mm-hmm. this is the matchup that a lot of people are talking about is the rivalry of the future. Right. Yeah. And I and I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that again, Center has added Paul Anacone. Or no, I'm sorry, Darren Cahill to his right. staff, and he has really, really improved his game i mean like i said they were showing the stat where they said he's put on like about five or ten pounds of muscle and and center is just you know he he's skin and bones anyway he ain't nothing but a rail so for him to put on that type of muscle and get stronger is is really amazing and he which is crazy to say he outlasted alcaraz yeah crazy right but like you said you know some of that may have been due to you know you know alcaraz Ran the tables in Indian Wells, you know, and um, and actually he's been running the tables pretty much since he's come back from that injury, (laughs) except for that loss to what Nori in the finals. Yep. Um, So and that's not to disparage what center did at all. But um, 
that was a great, great match. And I'm telling you what, Sinner was a player that I've said many times, like, yeah, I don't care about watching him because just his style to me is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, he's becoming a much more exciting player to watch. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. And that, to me, is just my matchup. I agree with what everybody has been saying. To me, I think that matchup is just really really fun to watch um, because you've got the power center versus the power and creativity of an Alcaraz. And it just seemed like on the day, again, the power and overall endurance of, of center kind of, kind of worked out. But I tell you what, who was watching that match and was like, you know what? Hey, let's, let's go. That was Daniel Medvedev because he didn't want to see Alcaraz. He didn't want, he didn't want none of that. No, I think he did. I, 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 I think he I, did because he wanted him on a faster court. It, it would have been great to have seen that matchup, too, because I, I, it would have been awesome to see kind of what would have changed from the Indian Wells final, like what tactics would have kind of changed between the mm-hmm. two of them. Um, I really was hoping that that was going to be the matchup. But yes. played spoiler, unfortunately. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying for sure. And the reason I say that is because, again, he went into the final having a 5-0 head-to-head against center. So, again, it made it sort of like, you know, at least with Alcaraz, you would have thought that there would have been, a, you know, just a little bit more of a question mark on, OK, who is going to actually win this match? Um, whereas going into it with center, I, my, my thought was already, yeah, he, he about to, he about to blow him out. Which well, he did. <laughs> right. I mean, and let's be clear. Medvedev doesn't give a damn about how good y'all think center is. He, I mean, he, 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 he really don't. Right. He don't. He don't. He's, He's like, really I know how good he is. <laughs> you know. Exactly. But I tell you what, this is why I really wanted to see that rematch. Yeah. Number one, because Medvedev and Indian Wells asked for it. Yeah. You know? yep. Yep. Uh, and number two, yeah, because the courts were much faster. Right. Uh, and number three, believe it or not, is just to the level of gangsterism that is in Medvedev. Because right. you know how like certain players, certain people, you know, they live for the rematch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that for Medvedev. Yeah. And, I, and I think he probably went to sleep Every night praying, like, oh, please let Carlos get in this final with me on these fast courts. I'm going to show him what time it is. And, um, and but, but the consolation, it was a really good consolation prize to get um, center. And, and right. as you alluded, you know, he's never lost to center. I'm, right. You know, I do expect yep. that to change at some point. At some point, uh, but but not today. No, so not today. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on clay. Maybe if they play on the clay, then that might change. But I don't know. Did you hear Sinner's comment about that? No. What did he say? And during the like the trophy piece or whatever, he was congratulating uh, Medvedev for you know basically the last five or six weeks. You mm-hmm. know, and he said, I'm "Not sure how that's going to be on the clay, but." <laughs> All right, you better throw it out there. All right, he, he, yeah, look. He, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. He might, he might want to make sure he know what's up before they right. get on that clay. Because don't might don't poke the form. bear now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but, but no, but it yeah. was a, it was a good final. It really yes. was. And, yes, yes. Um, you know, I you know just good to see, and this is selfish on my part. 
you know, I want Medvedev to make sure he has that full confidence back. Right. Because, you know, I need all my Djokovic beaters to be, <laughs> be in top form as we're getting ready to have <laughs> him yeah. come back on the tour, you know. It's, I think it's going to be tough, though, man, because going into the clay court season, there's a lot of guys out there that just haven't quite got their footing on clay mm-hmm. just yet. And I feel like Novak, again, if it if it's not Nadal or Alcaraz beating Djokovic, I because I, again, CC Pass will fold just because yes. of the mental piece. You're and, right. And and I don't know that I see anybody else being able to match up well with Djokovic on clay. I just don't think that those are that's that's a surface that anybody else has really mastered to that level of being able to challenge him. I I, I have two for you that I throw out, and one okay. of them I don't okay. I, I don't know if he's healthy or not, but but if healthy. I say Zeref. Right, right. That's can, true. Can, can, but I, I'm not exact. I mean, I saw in this tournament he went out to uh, Terrell Daniel, who, no disrespect, Daniel's no, been playing well. Terrell's been playing some good ball. But, but you know. <laughs> you should win that match. <laughs> exactly. But I have. But the other one that I'm less confident in, but I'm curious on your thoughts, is what about Casper? You know, unfortunately, okay, and here's a here's the topic, and I know that we're going to likely do IG Live, and this is the thing that, that I, I kind of want to speak to. For me, it's tough for me to really get behind someone that I, that I feel like has a weakness. Because mm-hmm. I was even thinking about, you know, like, you know, I, I think about Tsitsipas. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be able to attack that backhand. Right. You think about Casper Ruud. You can always attack that backhand. The folks mm-hmm. like your your Sinners, your Nadal, your Alcaraz, your Djokovic. I, I'll even throw a Sebastian Corda in there. Mm-hmm. They are solid off of both sides. You you cannot figure out what side to attack. I'll throw Felix in there as far as being the one that has a liability. That backhand is still a liability. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that to me is where I struggle with those guys being able to really, really get up and sustain a top five ranking is they always have that glaring weakness in my opinion and i just feel like eventually alcaraz and i think honestly center i mean talk about his game all you want to but i honestly feel like center will be a a mainstay in the top five very soon here because i feel like i believe it yeah his grounds his i mean you can't attack either side he's got both sides that are just tight. So I'm sorry to to go off on a whole different tangent, right? <laughs> but as far as as Casper Ruud goes, that that's my issue. Casper has a great clay court game, but he mm-hmm. still, at the end of the day, has a liability in that backhand that Djokovic will be able to 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 um uh, to, to attack and expose exactly. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. Zverev, I should put on the other side. You you can't attack Zverev off of the forehand or the backhand. Zverev's issue is his serve. He's got to figure out that serve. And be consistent mm-hmm. with a first and second serve. But if he does that, to me, he will also continue to be a mainstay in the top five. But you just can't have right. a weakness. You can't have a weakness. Right. Um, I have a comment I was going to make, but since we're going to try to end this show, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I may make it on the IG Live. <laughs> yeah, because we can get all into that. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, shout out to Medvedev uh, for winning the Miami Open. And it still blows my mind that this guy has won 19 titles, 19 different places. Crazy. 
crazy. Right. That's how good he is, y'all. That's how good he is. <laughs> so, well, um, you know, Isaac, you, you were mentioning before we came on, there's a little tennis going on this week, right? Yes, yes. The ladies, of course, are in Charleston. I think that's really the big one to to kind of look out for is you've got Charleston on the ladies' side. Uh, the men's, they've got the Houston clay courts. That's where pretty much all of the Americans are. Tiafo's heading that one up. Uh, you've got the uh, tournament in Morocco. Musetti is the top seed. And then you've got the uh, Estoril, where Kasparud um, is actually the top seed. It's on clay. So, again, we've got a lot of tennis out there, folks. So definitely, definitely keep uh, keep tuned in because uh, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot to watch. Absolutely. So. Well, I think that wraps up our coverage of the Miami Open uh, for 2023. Um, Next year, we hope to bring you some really cool coverage uh, from on site at the tournament there. So uh, fingers crossed. We are really, really excited about that. So any final words from you, my man? Uh, the only thing I will say is, folks, we've got a couple days left as it relates to the Sports Podcast Awards. We are nominated yes. as a short in the short list for the Tennis Podcast of the Year. If you have not done so, please go out and vote for us because we want to win this. And yes. uh, there is instructions on our IG, so please go out to IG. I'm pretty sure we got it on Facebook as well. Um, but um, there is information on how to sign up and how to vote for us. So please, please, please do so. I believe the deadline, Bryce, is what, uh, this Thursday, April 6th? Yes. Right. So if you could do that for us, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes. There's a link to the voting site in our bio on IG. So that is there for your convenience. Yes. Come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, thank you so very much for listening, and we will be back at you next week. Everyone, have a wonderful week. And on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, be safe out there. <laughs>